Happy Sunday, jokers. Welcome, Alicia Howell, to Dope or Joke Podcast, where today we're going to talk about throwback gospel. We are going to give you guys some of the greatest gospel songs ever to be made, in my opinion. Definitely need your comments. We're going to speak with Miss Howell about mental health, addiction, and a whole lot more. So we're going to go ahead and get it cracking. Um, the first artist we're going to do for Throwback Sunday um, is the Anointed Pace Sisters. I love them. And going back and listening to this album, it is like childhood memories all over again. But also being able to identify the artistry of this album. I think Sean Pace definitely was the leader Um of this album and it is called you know and it's by the anointed pace sisters this album came out many 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 years ago 1992 i'm gonna play for you guys you know part one and you know part two so hope you enjoy it So before we get so gone into today's session um, or episode, I definitely want to go ahead and bring Miss Howell, Alicia Howell on to talk to us about addiction and also mental health and why it's important for us to check ourselves. And I thought it was very befitting to have this on a Sunday. And you know what? I thought it was befitting when she brought it up to me what day to have it because I was pushing it for a whole nother day. Um, But being my bestie, over I'm not gonna tell my age but just know we've been friends ever since fifth grade and we talk almost every day not once sometimes twice sometimes three times Um, but I definitely want her to talk to you guys Um, and if you have any questions at the end of this episode please drop them in the comments and I'll let her know Um, I'll ask her those questions and and get feedback so that we can definitely get you guys an answer alrighty Hello. Hey, good afternoon, Alicia. Unique Howell. Yes, I use your government. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, like to say welcome to Alicia Howell being here today. She didn't have to do it. Alicia, can you introduce yourself and kind of tell my jokers about like your background a little bit? I know that you have a degree in world religions and all your other (laughs) degrees. So first of all, I want to start off by saying when you said welcome, I was waving. <laughs> oh, nice. Eight. Yeah, because, like you know, that's the type of person I am. Um, but I actually, um, I have a couple of different certificates, um, but the ones that are important to uh, this podcast, I have um, a bachelor's actually in sociology and um, an emphasis in anthropology and anthropology and sociology basically I'm saying that I know about the study of culture and cultural practices um and religion right different religions yeah right? yeah that that does cover different religions because that is um different cult you know a cultural practice and I am currently in grad school for mindfulness studies <laughs> yeah it, it is a real thing mindfulness studies um so it, it's basically um being present in the present moment being right here right now 
um, feeling and understanding, sitting with whatever is going on at this moment, not last moment, (laughs) not tomorrow, not five years from now, but like right now. Um, So, I mean, some people get caught up in that and either living in the past or living in the distant future because it's okay to, you know, plan, but, you know, just living in that place. And so that's, uh, that's a little bit about, um, the, that background. I like that. I like that. And then, um, and you can go on for like all of your accomplishments and your different things, <laughs> but I want it. I do want you, like, were you done? Like with everything? I know you can't like, yeah, but I no, I mean, I have a, um, I am a, uh, people, people pick at it, but it does. It does matter. I do have a, um, I am a certified nursing assistant, so I do have a background in, um, you know, some form of slight medical. You do have to do training. And um, I'm currently, I currently work in the mental health field. So I work under um, 11 master's level or higher clinicians. So I'm around mental health issues, um, substance abuse issues um, all day, pretty much. Okay. Well, I like to say thank you for one because I wanted to do this on Saturday and you recommended that it be my Sunday's podcast because it kind of tied into everything that we're going to talk about. I'm still like breathing and grieving Matt Miller's death. Um, You know, that's really a big thing for me right now. Yeah, it was very tragic. Um, And just, you know, we all have people in our families that, well, I don't know, maybe not all of us, but I definitely have people that struggle with uh, drugs, you know, throughout my life, not like at this moment, but there's been some walk of life where I've had, you know, relatives and it's really hard to see them um, go that way. So I had a couple questions for you, but before we get into that, I want you to give the definition because you and I've talked about this a lot, but what is the definition of being spiritual and the definition of being religious and what's the difference between the two? religious I was not expecting that question religion. I'm sorry <laughs> no but um religion is is an organization it, it's um following a specific doctrine of whatever it is following a specific bylaw um and that is also an issue with my mindfulness program because when people hear mindfulness they automatically assume that I am speaking about Buddhism and and Buddhism. It it actually wasn't a religion, but now people clump it in, but it's a religion. And granted, I am taking the the program takes pieces off of Buddhism, but mindfulness is being religious is being spiritual, excuse me. So um, religion is like I said, a, a, a doctrine, a rule. There's a rule book, you know, People call them different things, <laughs> commandments or right. laws or whatever, but it's a rule book. And then being spiritual is, I like to say, what helps you sleep at night? What helps you to close your eyes and feel at peace in who you are and what you're doing and um, gives you some sense of, of calm. Okay. And you don't have to most, you don't have to believe in someone. Besides yourself, because, you know, you need to be one with yourself. Um, But some people believe in energy. Some people 
believe in just growing inside and um but it's all about you and the environment and not to be you know um, mistaken for like you know nature you know and when people are praying to the trees but you can just sit with yourself and sit with your <laughs> per emotions is more so spiritual right. and religious is is more so you know speaking with someone and, and expecting you know something that's not saying that you're not spiritual and you don't believe in an afterlife of some sort um and it's not saying that you're not combining everything that you've learned from each rule book to make it your own but I like to say whatever it is that helps you sleep at night is spiritual. I like, but yeah, I like the way you put that too. No judgment to it. It is what it is. Whatever makes you sleep at night. I got to use that. I might use it on you. <laughs> like that's a, that's a great way to back out of an argument. You know, I don't agree. You don't agree. I'm like, yeah. Okay, Alicia. Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let's get into these questions because when I was thinking about the whole Mac Miller thing, and I was just thinking about different people we lost to drugs, you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, I could go on for decades of people that we've lost to drugs and addictions. My first question for you was, what is addiction? Because, you know, most people chop that up to like one or two specific things, but really, what is addiction? So, um, you're correct. A lot of people chop it up <laughs> to different things, but I found a definition, you know, handy dandy Google. Um, so the first Google definition is the fact of the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity. But I was like, that doesn't really uh, define addiction. So I kept searching and I really like this definition. Um, and it is now my definition going forward. Um, it says the term addiction can mean many things to many people. Um, addiction is the repeated involvement with a substance or activity despite the harm oh, yeah. it now causes because the involvement was and may continue to be pleasurable and or valuable. And it I love that. It, it also states that there are four parts um, to the definition, and addiction includes both substances and activities, uh, such as sex and gambling. Addiction leads to substantial harm. Addiction is repeated involvement despite substantial harm, and addiction continues because it was or is pleasurable and or valuable. So it breaks it down a little bit more, and uh, I really feel that and, and and like that and it's not to be um connected with uh addictive disorders because that is something totally different um right but i really like that definition so that is my yeah, new I like definition <laughs> i like that i definitely like that and so my second question for you is name things to you that are addictive life <laughs> um anything in life is addictive, but um, when I think of addiction, I think of your um, favorite, you know, quote that you always say, um, which was insanity. It's continuously <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And um, I, I look at 
that as an, an addiction. Like it's whatever it is that you find yourself doing um, in your life that you do constantly to escape something or to feel something in excess. Okay. Um, so like food, um, I am a watcher of my 600 pound life, but the key, I told quit that bro, but stop it. But the key is the key to watching that is that you notice a, a common thread in everybody is that they continue to eat because there was something going on in their life, regardless of, of what it was. And um, it was something that continuously, you know, went on. And so they continued to eat in excess. Or also um, what I learned in an, a, a nutrition class is that um, we condition ourselves, especially when it comes to food and being addicted to food, we condition ourselves from an early age. You're in sports and you win a game. What do you do? You go out for pizza. So now your brain has put that with pleasure. So right. anytime you want to reward yourself, what do you do? You give yourself some pizza. Well, let's just say you're feeling down, but at least you got out of bed. That deserves a reward. Let me eat pizza. Right. Well, I don't really, you know, I didn't feel like going to work today, but I actually went into work and I did it and I did a productive day. I deserve a reward. So I feel as though like food is addicting, sex is addicting. I don't think that there is anything that I can't touch on a day-to-day basis that a person couldn't find to make it addictive. Okay. Gotcha. In the Matt Miller situation, of course, um, substance um, is is addictive um, because all substance, in my opinion, and this isn't founded, but in my opinion, all substances were created to have a specific purpose and it was not to continuously get high. So, um, it, it, you know, that's something that's being done in excess and Okay. So even with saying that, I was listening to you, but then you kind of went somewhere else and I was like, no, so that doesn't mean that. Um, I was thinking that one of the definitions that probably stick out to me of addiction is anything you can do to escape your like for real, for real life, that moment or something like that. But then when you bought it back and you put a spin on it, it can be anything. So it doesn't have to be anything that you're trying to escape. It could be, like you said, a reward. And that's how I kind of chopped. I, was, I just kept looking, listening. And, um, you know, I found that to be a great, great synopsis of the word addictive. I appreciate that. I think you're amazing. Oh, thanks. But that's, that, I mean, that's the, that's the other side of it. Because most people, um, uh, you know, know that people get addicted to drugs to escape whatever pain that they're in. But I don't think that people realize that people do it because it's pleasurable you know people right. don't i mean when we think about sex uh, we think about sex um and i know right. this is so for sunday but you know people on a on a, a daily basis or you know they they put sex into a, a pleasurable thing and it's not right. something that they're doing to escape a painful thing 
they're doing it to, you know, Please for pleasure. So, so right. it, it is something that you, you, you do in, in excess, but then it also, that pleasure is escaping your, it, it doesn't have to be a painful life though. You know what I mean? Like you could just be in the middle. It could be just a, an okay day. And okay is fine, but they don't want it to be okay. They want it to be it's painful. It's not that it's hurting. It's just that, well, how much, how, how, how more, you know, how much more better can I make this situation? It's like, I'll do everything once and the cool things twice. And then that becomes addicting. Okay. Well, thank you for answering that. Question number three, are you ready? I'm pretty uh, sure you're ready. <laughs> so the question is, what has made addiction okay? What has made addiction okay? <laughs> um, so and I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Let me go. Let me go first with this one. When when I thought about this, I thought about social media, and I thought about rappers. I thought about a whole other side of what I'm pretty sure you thought of. But I thought social media, and you know, rappers rapping about drugs and making people think it's cool to do that because everybody's doing it. You know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got another spin on it. But how do you feel about what I just said? I I feel that you are, you are totally, um, I think you're totally correct. I mean, uh, social media has, um, <laughs> is the wildfire to just anything in life. You know, it, it's right. this, it's it's the fire, and we are the dry brush that is easy to catch on fire. So when you you see these people on um, on TV or in social media and they look like this or, you know, they act like this or they have these things that maybe you want, then you uh, you do whatever it takes to to get that or to be like that person. And some people don't want to be to be that person they just want to be as close to that person or they want that success and that and that fame and then that goes along the lines of things that aren't just substance um you know instagram being an instagram model now you're addicted to do to anything that it takes to get there and right. unfortunately social media happens to be that gateway to to drugs to things like that because you might not have the courage to take your clothes off or, or you might not have the courage to get up there and, and perform in front of someone, or you might not have the energy to get up there and perform night after night after night, like you see your successful artists doing. And so what do you do? You do whatever it takes. Now you're, cause you're addicted to the fame. You're not addicted to the drug, but now you're chemically addicted to the drug, but that's not what started your addiction. Just like the model Gia, I know that that's one of your favorite movies. Is you know, yeah. look at you know, look at her. It was just like what everybody else was doing to stay awake. Oh, all you have to do is pop this pill. You don't want the drug. You don't want that pleasure. You don't want that high. You just want that thing that you know, that next step down that yellow brick road. So, right. Absolutely. Now, can you tell me? Is there any books you recommend? For my listeners, um, as far as um, maybe religion, um, maybe, maybe being spiritual, um, maybe just self-help books, um, maybe uh, just anything. Is there anything you can offer my listeners um, as far as reading? 
Um, yeah, or, or um, so the art of communicating by um, Tetsna Hot. I'm gonna spell his name because uh, it's really hard. It's uh, T H I C H N H A T H A N H. But um, the art of communicating is, uh, I feel, a, a really good um, book to uh, start out with because it um, it talks about the internet and it says uh, the internet is, is an, item, an item of consumption full of nutrients that are both healing and toxic. And that's page four. Um, and it's, it's uh, that the chapter is uh, the essentials of food. So it's basically saying that everything that we put into our bodies, into our minds, um, is nourishment. And we have to be uh, aware of what it's doing to us and how toxic or how healing it is. And the book also talks about coming home, about um, when it says coming home, it means like coming back into yourself, sitting there with yourself and whatever emotions you're going through and recognizing that like I'm home and I need to clean I need to clean my house which means I need to clean my insides and that doesn't mean that you gotta go on this like long spiritual journey because you know some people are you know not the nicest and they're okay with not being the nicest and as long as you're okay with not being the nicest then that's that's you but it's just recognizing that this is who I am this is who I am going to be and it is okay not to you know to change that um and then there are some things that you really have to be honest with yourself about and that's another thing in the book when they talk about how people can bring us down by saying you know you're this you're that and saying hey you know you're right i am good and i am bad you know and just recognizing that and also communicating with yourself and other people about um what's true and you know what's what's real and uh another book is called instructions to the cook a zen master's lessons in living a life that matters it's by bernard glassman and rick fails and i found this one um very just um inspiring because it goes along the different things that you should do recipes for the spirit is the first course of the meal Recipes for learning is the second. Recipes for livelihood. And then recipes for social change. So, um, and then the last one is recipes for the community. So it gives you the recipes for all of those things. Um, in a uh, spiritual sort of, of way. And it, and it talks about um, how a cook cannot clean in a dirty kitchen. And how you have to just clean yourself and put things in order. Once again, it's just putting your life in order within you. It's not something that you need to have somebody else be a part of. So I really like those two to, to get anybody started. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I had another question for you, too. Ask away. Is there, okay. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us um, on being addictive to anything or addictive habits um yeah 
addictive habits like how would you know and I, and I can kind of sum it up a little bit because I'm sitting here just thinking about everything you said which is great information um I love you even more for it um but is there anything that we can do to kind of recognize those signs of being addictive or being addicted to something or having addictive traits I think it starts with looking in the mirror and, and being and being totally and you know openly honest with yourself. I think that's the first step. And then the second step is knowing the cycle of life. Um and that's called um the 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 noble truths is is what it's called in the mindfulness field. And what that means is that you recognize uh, that everything is born so that addiction came from somewhere oh so that's where simba was trying to tell well that's the lion king stuff when he was trying to tell him like no just (laughs) (laughs) no but you 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 recognize that everything is born then you recognize that everything is is going to run its cycle and that there's going to be suffering so that's the problem i feel um when people don't I feel like, the, I don't want to say that's the problem, but I feel as though uh, that's what stops people from realizing that their relationships are addictive. The people that they uh, attract are are addictive or addicted. And the things that they get involved in are addictive and addictive. So um, realizing that you're going to go through pain and suffering. And right. then there's an end to that pain and suffering. That is going to come. So people people see the suffering and this addiction being born. And then they see it dying. And what they want is to skip everything in between. Oh, yeah. And it's just um, when you think of like heroin addicts, they get addicted. It feels really good. And then they have to get their life right. And that is well and that is good. But what they don't want to do is they don't want to go through the withdrawals. Right. They want to skip that. And for some people, as far as I understand, it is not good to try to do that, you know, kick that habit alone, you know, rest in peace to Amy Winehouse for that. But like, you don't want to kick that habit, you know, alone. You have to go through it. You have to go through it with a medical professional. And from what I understand, it is very painful, physically painful. Purging that, you know, that from your body is painful, but what they, they don't want that pain. Because that was right. the same pain that they felt started their addiction. Because they were in some kind of pain. It wasn't. It might not have been a physical pain. For some people, it might have. But they didn't. They were like, well, this is what started my addiction. So I don't want to go through that. And then it's holding hands. That, like, holding the hand of some thing. Because that's what that addiction is. Like, it... it, it it, it you held his hand just like you hold a parent's hand when you were little and you're crossing the road. No one wants to be alone, and right. and that's what that addictive, you know, whatever it was that you're addicted to. That's what it was. It was your it was your friend that was always going to be there. It's never going to let you down. It was never not going to be there. You could always depend on it. Your want, your urge, or whatever it was to kick in. And that was that's what's so um, uh, terrible about food addiction is that we need food to live so you know people you know live to eat instead of eating to live but that that hunger kicks in for them 
So it's like that right. with, with, with the other substance. So I think that that's the, the first thing that you should do is just be real. If you got to cry, cry, you know, and, and people, because of social media, actually, people always feel like everyone is watching. Everyone is watching. Everyone is judging you down. But the, the person that, you know, uh, really needs to watch and judge is you. So if you got to stand in front of the mirror and just give all of these, just a list, make a list, this, 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 this. You also have to sit there and say this, 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 and this is good. And even if you right. don't feel that anything is good, the one thing that is always good is that you stood up in front of that mirror and made a list. And that's what make that's what made you strong. That's what makes you strong. And that's what's going to continue to keep you going. And you know that after you knock off everything negative on the list, you know, you're, you're just cutting that list down. And every time you do it, you can just continue to add strong on that positive. Strong, 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 strong. I'm pretty sure that the longer that your positive list gets, even if all you have on there is strong, that you're going to finally have something else to put on that list. Strong, brave, and it's going to keep going. But you're going to see that your negative list, you know, is, is going. This is an addictive trait. I got rid of that. This is an addictive trait. I got rid of that. How did I get rid of it? By standing here and being honest, by sitting with this pain, by acknowledging this pain, and by understanding that this pain is going to end. Right. But also having enough courage to just face any other hurdle that comes because it's not, it, it's not going to stop. You know, like troubles and pain in life doesn't stop. So you have to acknowledge that first, that suffering is always going to be there. And, and that is, it's okay. Like it's part of life. We always heard the first step is admitting. And it's so easier said than done because it is such a big thing. Like, like, no, I don't have a habit. I just do it because I want to. No, you got to have it because you're doing it every day. And then your attitude changes when you don't have whatever it is you know yeah so the first step is definitely um admitting and, and like i said easier said than done yeah but just just sitting with yourself you don't have to admit anything just sit with yourself just sit there in silence or just focus on and that's another thing too is uh just mindfulness uh mindful practices um i always tell everybody my favorite one is a mindful shower because uh, that's something that i do every day sometimes twice a day but it, it starts off with, you know, going to your shower, turning your shower on and getting in the shower and then just paying attention to nothing but the way that the shower feels on your feet and then paying attention to the way that the water is hitting your skin, the way that the soap feels. If you just wash with a bar of soap, the way that that feels to your skin, if you wash with a, a cloth the way whatever you use the way that that feels the way that it smells and anytime anything else comes up like ooh i want this ooh i want that or ooh i can't wait to get this i'm not talking about things that are you know medically like you need to go to rehab and and things like that but just any other just like oh it would just make me feel so much better to just sit down and have a bowl of ice cream cuz i just had a hard day yeah if you just if you're thinking that in the shower 
just go back to like the way that the, the water feels on your hair or just the way that it smells and, and the way that, you know, just whatever that you're doing at that moment. Even if you're eating, you'll notice too if um, that you get full faster and um, Oprah had it on her, one of her soul Sundays. It's about like drinking tea. When you sit there, all you're doing is paying attention to the way that the tea smells and the way that it tastes, not gulping it, just every sip, how it goes over your teeth and over your tongue and down your throat and how it sits in your belly. Okay. And if you do sort that with like wine. Huh? Sort of like wine. Yeah, even that. I mean, well, you know, you can't do that in excess. And I do have a, a quick uh, situation for you is um, during one of my retreats, um, the lady sitting next to me, uh, they were talking about wine and about not, um, you know, putting um, toxins in your body. And she said, I don't know if I can do that. She's like, I, you know, I drink a glass of wine, um, not like all the time, but, you know, every now and again. And I could see that she was uneasy. And so I looked at her and I told her, I said, well, think about it like this. Are you drinking with a drunken spirit? So that's a religious thing. That I yes, brought into a, into a spirit. Yes, it's like you're not drinking is. to get drunk. And I was just like, if that's what you're doing every now and again, and you're drinking it because you like the way that it tastes, and it's okay, and, you know, it's, it's not a, then, then we're okay. And that's another key to addiction is that if it's not something that you can say, oh, well, I do this every night, all the time, because every night I feel like this or I feel like that, or every day I feel like this, I feel like that. And it's just, are you doing it with a drunken spirit? And that's the way that I, you know, take it with anything. I if like I'm eating too much candy. Am I, am I eating candy with a drunken spirit? <laughs> like, <laughs> so basically just saying, do, do everything in moderation when it makes sense. I'm not saying, okay, it's okay to do heroin, but just one hit at a time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but once again, those are those are things that you know we we know um, are are things that you should really um, you know check with your um, your yellow pages. I know we don't have yellow pages anymore, um, but check with your local healthcare centers and your local therapists and your local community organizations for those substance issues. But um, and, and, and your sexual addiction and food addiction and those are like the top three addictions um, and, and gambling shopping you know those are, are the top ones but um, any other thing that you notice uh, is, is hindering in your life yeah moderation is the best even when it comes to um, think about it like this is that your body if you have too much carotene in your body you too much carotene your, your hands turn like orange right so people might eat a lot of carrots but then they turn around and they take a multivitamin well that's too much carotene in your in your system so people are taking vitamins daily vitamins you know that they're wonderful but then when they turn around and they're eating or consuming in some way or form those vitamins that are in that multivitamin you've given yourself too much right so in moderation is, is always the best and no one can tell you What's moderation for you? You have to, you know, um, say that for for yourself. And, and it's also, I'm going to go religious again, but um, 
I look at it as being gluttonous. What am I being gluttonous about? Right. And, uh, you know, our friend always like, she, she loves when I'm like, you're, you're being such a greedy glut. <laughs> um, but I have to think about that. And it might not be something that, that you've been doing for years. It just might be something that like creeps up on you. And then you're like, right. wait a minute. Whoa. I've knocked back like, you know, $500 in, in, in Uggs. <laughs> you know, that's my thing. Whoa. Yeah. I need to, you know, I need to hold off. What? Why? Why did I do that? That's the yeah. first step. Why? Why did I do that? What am I feeling? Well, I assume where you are, you're probably feeling cold. Because... <laughs> yeah, but like, but what am I feeling besides the being cold? Because yeah. I already own this item. So what? Right. What am I feeling? And that's that's another thing to recognize. You know, back to your original question: How do you recognize? Because when you see that. When you see that you've spent, you know what I mean, $7,000 on, you know, X, Y, Z, and then you're just kind of like, what am I feeling? Why? Why did I just do that? Is it a necessity? Do I need it? Is it right and is it true? Is it true and is it just? Yeah. If you're in a situation where you're like, oh, I'm just going to splurge, then that's different. You've already made that, you know what I mean, that plan to do that. That's different. But if you're... You know, you're struggling to pay bills and you've taken your last $20 and gone out and, and, and bought, like, you know, scratch tickets. Then that's something that you have to, you know, whoa, right now. Right. Absolutely. You know? So, I, you know, I need to, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? I'm stressed. Okay. What can I do? I can take a couple of deep breaths. Back away. Push away from the table is another term that I love. Push away from the table. And that does not mean just food. Just whatever it is. Right. Like, you know, no. No, thank you. As a culture, that's that's what we seem to be ashamed to say. No, thank you. I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just want to say thank you so much for being on guest number two <laughs> on Dope Dope Podcast. I really appreciate you. I will call you once I upload this and finish my other segments. You're amazing. Love you. You're my sister from another mother. Shout out to Miss Anna. Thank you for having her. I love her. She's my sister. Oh, can I just uh, shout out this um, by uh, Stacy? You know, I'm gonna uh, play that too right after your segment. Yeah, asking yourself there there has to be more to life. Uh, so I really like that. But thank you for it having is, me. Um, is Stacy who? Um, Stacy Aura. Oracle. Yeah. There you go. Okay, I'm gonna play that song too. It's a gospel song, so I liked it when I listened to when you sent it to me too. Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, love you. All right, love you too. Bye. I'm waving everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So getting back to it, I definitely gotta spin this record for you guys. Praise them by the Anointed Pay Sisters again. I listen to this album on my way to work almost every morning. There's not a morning I haven't listened to it. Like in the last, it's been about maybe two months. I've been listening to this like really, really hard and just really, again, appreciating the artistry and just the crazy little retarded runs back then that I couldn't appreciate. So I'm going to. I'm going to play this one for you guys, and I want you guys to tell me what you think. I'm going to tell you this part that I think is really um, retarded um, when you guys hear this.
so I hope you guys enjoyed that song, Praise Him. But I, I want to point out some um, really hot, unnoticed notes in this song. That And, and then remember, this is from 1992. So this is before everybody was doing this, yo. Like, this is in the beginning when we weren't saying, oh, do that run. You know, it. it I just, I got to point out the artistry. I'm getting all happy. So listen to me. That is one of them. Let me take it back a little bit. I don't think y'all listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is crazy right there to be 1992. <laughs> Listen to these notes. Here's my note coming up. Here you go. And I guess to me, guys, the artistry in this song is her voice is she's hitting these runs as she's singing and yelling. And I guess you just take the yell. Like you're like, okay, you can yell at me, it's okay. But it I those notes went unnoticed to me, definitely. I don't know about you guys. Please drop in the comments if you hear what I'm hearing. The notes are very diminished sometimes almost sharp but she got it and she bring it right back so her pitch is on point and i i just don't understand it i think it's a stupid retarded pitch so tell me tell me what you guys think on that um uh, let me get something else let's go to the next so a lot of you guys might know me and my twin brother and my mom used to make us sing in church and when i say make us we didn't have a choice at that moment those times you didn't tell your parents what you were doing if they said you was going to do it you was going to do it if they told you you was talented in something you found your niche because you know what what they said worked and that was it it was gold so i can't go on without playing addicted love um, by BB and CC Winings. Um, my mom made me and my twin brother sing this at family reunions, important events, different people's churches. And to me, I think we sounded good. But you know, if you're the artist, you always think you sound good. So I got to play this song for you guys. It definitely um, brings back memories. And I also like to take the time out to say to my twin brother, I love you. There's not a day that goes by that I don't miss you and laugh at something you did that was silly um so continue to rest in peace jerome eric moore
so you know I cannot not play Jesus is Real by John P. Keith. And of course, I cannot not play for you guys. Come on in the room by the Georgia Mass Choir. And also Commission, Hold Me. Uh, This is one of those tapes at the time that my mom would have had the song taped seven times on one side and seven times on the other side because she just loved the song. So here we go. Hold On by Commission. So my last two songs are going to be by the Clark sisters. First one being You Bought the Sunshine. I know you know it. Sing along wherever you are. But if you don't know it, I need you to travel back in the day with me to You Bought the Sunshine by the Clark sisters. So... We're going to end the podcast with a big shout out and thank you and hug to my best friend, your friend, Alicia Unique Howell. Thank you for being on our show and dropping that bomb of knowledge on us. We really appreciate that. That segment was very, very important. Hopefully it helps somebody be able to identify those indicators or just to let you know that you're not alone in the world and then to open our mind up with what addiction is um i'm gonna end the podcast today on this dope sunday with is my living in vain by the clark sisters until next time i'll see you or hear you